And so it's all about striving for progression, not perfection. Your, your goal every day is just to become 1% better. Perfect. What's up, everybody? It's Jamel Gibbs. Welcome to another podcast episode. This is the Business and Investing Podcast, where you learn all things about business and investing related. Today, we're going to talk to a good friend of mine. You know, I've, I've known this guy for over 10 years at this point. In fact, the last time I've actually seen him in person, unfortunately, he was back at an event in uh, 2013, and we met through a mutual. Bro, it's been that long? It's been that long, man. It's been that long. I'm moving. Yeah. I haven't been I haven't been to Tampa in a little while, man. You know, good friend of mine. Like I said, you know, TJ Hines. What's up, man? What's going on, bro? Man, I'm glad to be here. I'm honored for the opportunity that you get to bring me onto your platform to share whatever knowledge, value that I can add to your audience, man. That's what I'm here for today. And so um, um I was just talking to you. I'd say, bro, if anyone can bring me out of podcast pur purgatory because I haven't been on anyone's podcast, but I've been turning down a lot of podcasts over the past two years to interview. It's just been totally focused. Guess what, bro? You brought me out of podcast purgatory. So Amen. this is like my reintroduction back on podcast. So I just know that when this gets out, people are going to be reaching out like, man, damn, dude, you, did, you owe me now. <laughs> so I got to prepare myself now to take those podcast songs. I know that's probably going to get back out there, but it's all good though, man. Yeah, for sure, man. You know, I, I appreciate that too, man, because I know how it is when when you got when you're in a grind, man. You got your head down. You you don't really you're not really looking up. You you got your blinders on. You want to focus on what you want to do, man. So I appreciate. I feel honored to have you on my podcast, bro. For real. Thank you, know, you man. Thank you, man. Thank you. I know we're gonna get into some of that, but that was my transitioning into multifamily full time, building up my network. Mm -hmm. Essentially, you have to start over. You're different, just dealing with a different caliber of professional at that point, too, as well. You know, and so I know maybe you may have some questions along the way in regards to that and how that all came about and things of that nature. But that's been uh, quite a journey. Yeah, for sure, man. So we reconnected on Clubhouse, and um, you know. We, we we met through Chris Bruce. You know, for those of you who didn't uh, see the podcast that I did with Chris Bruce, I'm, I'm going to link it up on the uh, top of the YouTube video. Uh, but TJ is an active investor. He's been doing this for a very long time, uh, very knowledgeable in what he does. And we're going to talk about how he's rebranding his wholesaling business today and also how he's doing multi-unit properties, what's working best for him today and how you guys can get started doing the same exact thing. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, bro? Yeah, um, I've been a real estate entrepreneur since 2011. I've been established. Uh, and an entrepreneur is exactly what that means, is that uh, you know, I haven't stayed stuck in just one position and one specific niche when it comes to real estate investing. I've been involved with wholesaling houses, um, built up a whole bunch of capital there. Then we got into some fixing and flipping. Uh, for quite a bit there. And, and back in 2019, we noticed some things back in the market that wasn't looking so good, but it seems like the market is still on the bullish run. So I question myself today. We actually liquidated our last flip back in June or July of 2019. And coming into 2020, December uh, 2019 is when we actually closed on a 200 unit multifamily apartment syndication that I was a part of, me and my partner our general partners in that particular deal. And that was uh, a pretty unique situation that I got to participate in with my mentor too, as well. He gave me the opportunity and I jumped at it full force because there was actually an 88 unit deal that we were trying to put together uh, probably like a couple months before this. And I mean, we worked on that deal for like seven months and it just all fell apart. Mm. Uh, just to be totally transparent with you, a guy that uh, essentially committed a million in capital raise backed out like a week before um, the deposit was actually going hard. At that point, we had like over a quarter million uh, that was about to go hard in earnest money. And so me as the lead guy, the lead uh, syndicator on that particular deal, I didn't feel comfortable enough uh, like we could raise that extra million that we needed in a week. 
And so um, that fell through. And like I share these kind of stories, too, because in real estate, sometimes things do not go as planned and it can literally rock your world if you let it. But I'm here to talk about and share these kind of things as well as the successes, too, as well. So that's just how God works, man. He shuts one door. He opens another another one in 2000, just a few months later, now we got an even better opportunity with a better quality asset that is producing way more cash flow than this other asset with, you know, was, was going to um, perform at. And so we ended up getting in it, into that deal, man, that's been a, a big blessing for us. So we've done quite a bit in real estate. We also uh, self-published uh, a few books too, as well. Uh, two of them on Amazon. You can go look them up. I never really like push or uh, try to promote anything. I'm just kind of um, like this laid back, easygoing guy, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna make I'm sure I link those in the description for you, by the way, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then, um, you know, other than that, uh, we did a lot of mentoring back in the day. Of course, uh, we're mutual friends with Chris Bruce. Um, we did uh, uh, um, a thing together where we were actually mentoring students. And then uh, I told Chris at the time, I said, this is this is actually taken away from my business. And I tell you what, man, I might have to take a step back and he'll tell you this today. I was, he's like, well, T, I'm going to keep rolling with it and look at him today. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sticking with one thing yeah. and look how they, like he's mastered his craft. And so I'm like super, super happy for him. But yeah, man, I've, I've done this. I've done that in real estate. And not to say that I'm the expert at everything, but I, let's say I know enough. Right. To, to, to navigate my way. That's right, man. Now, you mentioned some investor talk and I just want to take it back. I want to roll it back for a second. You mentioned uh, when your earnest money was going hard. Now, you and I both know what that is, but a lot of people listening to this won't know what that means. That's straight investor talk. So let's explain that to them for a minute. Yeah, essentially, when you're um, when you put earnest money up, uh, earnest money is just essentially a, a good faith deposit to the seller to let them know that you're serious about moving forward and you're serious about closing on a transaction. And so in some situations, uh, you're able to negotiate with the seller um, when does that earnest money actually go hard, right? And so uh, in our particular situation with that deal up in uh, Tallahassee, it was the 88 units. We had our earnest money up for at least maybe two weeks at that point. We had a 21-day clause in there before it actually went hard. And what we were to do with inside of those 21 days were to get the entire team on site with a, uh, a few occasions, get the entire team on site and go through some things that we felt may not have been disclosed to us throughout the process of us transacting with the seller. And so um, it was getting close to, to that point where the it, it was like 248,200 bucks. I remember 248,200 bucks we put up and it was about to go hard within a week. We got a call from one of our investors saying that he was gonna have to pull back on the deal that he, you know, he gave me this sad story. And so that literally like crushed me, bro. I, I was like, okay, well, I'm crushed, you know? And so that it happens as an entrepreneur, you know, it's an entrepreneur life. And so um, I'm trying to figure out a way, man, I have, I, I've gotten, I've riled up all these people, like all these people have commitments, $100,000 commitments, $150,000, $200,000 commitments in regards to the capital raise. Now I got to tuck my tail, go back to these people and hey, say, look, the deal's not going to go through. And, it, and from our standpoint, you know, it was a home run deal, but earnest money going hard is essentially once it goes hard, you cannot get it back. It's non-refundable at that point in layman's terms, right? So if you ever hear um, um, an investor uh, talking to you and say, hey, well, if you're interested in buying my deal, you're going to have to put X amount of dollars up and it's going hard day one. Meaning that, you know, if, if you have any situations or you pull back, then you can't get that money back out of escrow. And so that's just a lost cause. And so I didn't want to, you know, it's already bad enough that I felt like I didn't want to make that push within seven days, feeling like I could raise that extra million. I thought I felt that was a lot of pressure being put on me. And it was it was better for me to go ahead and return what capital I had to my investors than to play macho man. And 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 now we raised nine hundred thousand, but we're still one hundred thousand dollars short. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I had all these thoughts going in my head, and I thought just the best play for everybody was to distribute the capital back. And that's essentially what I did. And I tell you what, a lot of those guys respected me for doing that. I still have those relationships today. I can still call on those people today. Why? Because I did what was right. I did what I felt in my heart, what was right. And so they totally understood at the end of the day. Yeah, they would have loved to participate in the deal, but a lot of those guys got to participate in the deal that we ended up uh, syndicating in December, just a few months later. So pretty so cool. It worked out anyway, man. It ended up working day. out anyway, bro. Yes. So yes. let me ask you this, bro. What were you doing before real estate? Oh, man. Um, well, that's a story, man, that I, I share with a lot of people. Uh, just to be honest with you, Jamel, I was lost. I never... You know, a lot of people, I hear a lot of people's story when they got started in real estate, a lot of them came from, you know, corporate America, they worked a job, things of that nature. Uh, in regards to me, man, it was just kind of get it how you live. And uh, I was just a lost individual, man. I was an unaware individual. I wasn't educated. You know, I had, of course, some book knowledge because I've gotten through high school. I, I went through some years of college because I actually played some ball in college too as well. But I always had the environment in me wherever I went simply because of the lack of education. You know what I'm saying? They say you are your environment. And it is totally true. Totally true. And, and the day that I really accepted that fact of being totally true when I started to change my circle of influence, when I started to change my environment, it gave me a different outlook on life, a different way of thinking, knowing that my prior way of thinking, 99.9 of it was BS. It didn't <laughs> like now that where I'm at now and what I know now thinking back then, but now, nah, man, I was in the street hustling and bustling. My wife would tell you my, my life was an up and down roller coaster, man. Um, it came to the point to where she got so tired of it, dude, that, you know, she was about ready to leave. I think that was a really big wake up call for me. I've been with my wife since high school. That's my high school sweetheart. That's all I know. You know what I'm saying? And I had my babies with her and I really had to figure out what was most important. Was it the streets or my family? You know what I mean? And it wasn't until she was like literally about to pack her, the kids, things up and get out of there. And at that point, I said, you know what? And and I was getting tired of the lifestyle, too, bro. Hanging out all night. You know what I mean? Just it was a it was an unhealthy it was unhealthy, detrimental type lifestyle that I was living. And I'm um, just fortunate to still be here today. I, I, don't, I don't, a lot of people say, well, I can wish I can change my past. Oh, I don't want to change anything about my past because it has made me into the person who I am today, right? And I also feel that I'm even more lethal because uh, some people just come from cookie cutter backgrounds and don't necessarily know how to operate and navigate through treacherous waters and to face that adversity, you know what I'm saying? Which is, I think, a lot of reasons why I'm still in the business, making money and striving today. You know what I'm saying? So it uh, hasn't been. Um, I was I was very fortunate. I, I never got caught up with the law. I've gotten robbed plenty of times, robbed by like my closest what I thought were my closest friends. It's like you they say you keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Right. Well, you know what I'm saying? And, and so, man, it's just a, a very, uh, so I almost lost my life. Like mm-hmm. my wife, she'll, she'll tell you this, bro. Like you, like she taught with you, like home invasions. Like I was just whatever I could get my hands on to make money. Is I was very selfish. Mm-hmm. I was, I had a polluted mindset, bro. And uh, it's just kind of get it by any means necessary. You know what I'm saying? But now things are totally, totally different now, man. And it's all because Number one, God. And number two, my education, me taking the time to really uh, personally develop myself, you know, getting into guys like Zig Ziglar, Jim Rohn, uh, Les Brown, just really feeding myself with all this positivity. Um, and, And you're talking about people that have literally had to struggle to get to where they are, too, as well, man. So. Uh, I appreciate you for letting me open up and share that with people. I think that, you know, a lot of people want to just show like the glitz and the glamour, kind of like what you were talking about earlier, right? Like, well, I don't want to be on that tip. I much rather kind of give back through means and sharing information, what's really real to attract the people that I want. And I totally agree with that. Like most people don't, most people don't, most people see the end result, 
but most people want to still know that you can relate to them too as well. And how most people relate is through your story. It's through your past. You know what I'm saying? And so I think that's huge, man. So I appreciate hey, man, you for sharing that here. I wanted to, I wanted to highlight that primarily because there's a segment of the audience who live the same life, right? And you and I, we got similar backgrounds. And I don't mm -hmm. tell, I don't talk about it much, uh, but mm -hmm. I do tell a little bit of my story of how I got started, but I never really talk about, you know, when I was running around myself, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, man, you know, this business completely changed my life. It completely changed. And then having a family at the same time, right? Once you get right. married, you start having kids, man. You start thinking differently. You start thinking about yourself. You start thinking about, you know, you got, you got babies at home you got to take care of. So, uh, at right. least any real man is gonna is gonna think like that, right? So, you know, I you know, I gotta applaud, you know, you. I gotta I even applaud myself, man, just for making that mindset shift, you know, and right. really changing the life. I know there's a few of us out there um, that have come from the streets, and right. now we we're in business. And look, look at what we're doing today, man. We're just trying to help a lot of people. Do the same exact thing, man. So you uh, you mentioned something I thought was really, really important. You said all of your experiences made you the person you are today, right? And that's one Correct. thing I preach all the time, right? I'm I'm notorious for that because I you know I believe that everything you experience in life make you the person you become, right? And uh, if you allow those experiences to make experiences to make you better, then Somebody else is going to benefit from that as well, man. So Absolutely. making that transition, bro, did it, you know, what, what type of mindset shift did it take going from where you started to where you, where you are now in real estate? Yeah. I tell you what, man. Um, it's like you have an aha moment. I, I read this book. It was called the magic of thinking big by Dr. Schwartz. I remember, I'll never mm -hmm. forget it. I read at least one time every year. That book gave me the aha moment that my mind could essentially go places that I thought it could never go and that I could start manifesting things on my life that I've never thought could be manifested. And it was all through stories that were being told, literally, literally true life stories that were being told in that book about how people have transformed their lives just by essentially renewing their mind. And so I started to buy into these philosophies because up until that point, my philosophies have only gotten me so far. Uh, I mean, robbed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, chased by the cops, bro. I get out of that, bro. I'm like, I, it's crazy because I, it was like, I'm dodging a speed bullet wherever I go, wherever I was going, bro. And I always seem to make it out unscathed. I, we have like a very religious family. And I tell everybody this too, bro. Like everybody in like my aunts, my uncles, like, and so we have a praying family. Bro, no one in our family or media family, and it's huge. I mean, it's huge, has passed along to the afterlife. I mean, our great, great grandfather has, but like, and so I think that has to do a lot with having, you know, a, a lot of people praying for you. And you don't even know they're praying for you. You know what I'm saying? In the atmosphere, man. But um, I would say like mindset shift wise, it didn't necessarily come overnight either. Yeah, you, you know, it's, it's kind of like you, you're, you live one way for, for quite some time, bro. I was hustling in and out the streets 12 years before, you know what I'm saying? My early 20s all the way up into my 30s. Pretty much, you know what I mean? And I got started in real estate at 32. And so um, in 42 now, so 10 years strong in the game, but it, it the mind like the it didn't happen all overnight. What kept me going, what really like kept it firm as I develop an even more stronger belief is I started reading more books. I think like most people, they'll read one book on one particular topic and they'll put it down when there's so many other books based around that same topic that, that can essentially help saturate your mind. And so that's what it was for me. It was a continuous daily ritual of me pouring into myself. 
like literally um we talked about this um on clubhouse in one of the rooms like i went into isolation when i very first got into the game again because like the people who my circle of influence at that time we it, they didn't have the vision i had you, you see what i'm saying even when i did bring the vision to them they couldn't see it and so for me it was kind of like a letdown and, and, and guys were actually saying something to me, not probably trying to intentionally hurt me, not knowing what they're saying, but more so thinking like, bro, how are you going to do that? Like, what you know what I'm saying? Like, so like I had to remove myself from that. And so I went into isolation for probably like a, a nine months to a year, maybe before I actually reached back out to my, you know what I'm saying? And then by that time, I'm, I'm up and running off the ground. You know what I'm saying? What my wholesale business, I told them what my aspirations were. They kind of like confused, like whatever, you know what I'm saying? You kind of get that whatever type response, you know what I'm saying? And it's how it is. It's how it is, man. Yeah. So I was like, well, they're not excited as I am. So I, I can't try to, you know, force something on someone else because I want it for myself. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I had to do, man. I had to go be by myself. And um, we just poured into myself. And so that's how I had that shift of thinking from where I was to where I am now, essentially because I decided to just pour into myself. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. It was a rocky road with my wife at that time. I opened yeah. up and shared that with you. Anytime you're getting ready to do something that's new, bro, communication is key. You have to communicate that with your spouse. At that time, bro, you got to understand my mind was still polluted. I didn't know how to communicate. My best way of communicating at the time was not to communicate at all. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I would just hold things in. And so therefore, when you hold things in, guess what? The other person does. The other person just starts to assume stuff now. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, she's here to talk about it. But, but, oh, she like, oh. she's like, no, I want to get in on that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I didn't know how to communicate, you know, and so it, it, I had we, we bumped the head. We bumped heads quite a bit. You know what I mean? On my entrepreneur journey, you got to think when I was in the street, I was available, you know, when she wanted me to, uh, um, you know what I'm saying? When she wanted to go do certain things, bro, I was so immersed and making this thing work, bro. I had, I had books everywhere. I was learning at the kitchen table at my t- at that time. Just books everywhere, bro. I did, every Monday through Sunday, she tell you, bro, like she come by, I'm a first one up, last one to go to sleep every night. And I did that like for, I don't know how, how long, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what, that's what happened with, that's what gave me that shift, bro. It's just essentially sticking to a ritual, sticking to a routine, um and never breaking it for no one you know if i would have known how to communicate better back then as i do now or like our relationship is a freaking awesome all because i know how to communicate better wow you know what i'm saying and so um but yeah man uh there was just continuous pouring into myself man you have to in order to last i think yeah Bro, this is easily becoming one of my favorite episodes so far, man. We and we ain't even get into the into the meat yet. So no, nah, we ain't I, even get into the meat. Bro, but, but I'm gonna be honest with you. The meat is what we're talking about now. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the mindset. 90% of what you want to do and, and achieve to a desire is all starts here and it's gonna end here. Like Going out, calling the sellers and meeting with the sellers, going to see the properties, driving for dollars. Oh, that's easy. You don't have that's doesn't take a rocket science to go and crank up your car. And now you drive. That's pretty easy to do. But the hardest thing is when things don't work out as you may think they're mm-hmm. supposed to work out. How do you respond to that? You know. How were you built at the end of the day, man? So so let's talk how about that for a moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's talk about that. Right. So what, what obstacles have you faced starting from nothing to come into success in real estate? What, what were some of the obstacles that you that you faced? That oh, everybody man, mentally, number one, thinking I don't even belong. You got to you got to think, bro, like this, this, we don't have like, I'm, like coming up in my we didn't talk money. We mm-hmm. didn't talk real estate. We didn't talk financial literacy. We didn't t- 
talk all the things that every could every kid in America should know. You know what I'm saying? A lot of conversations went around my house. It's like, we got to pay this bill in a couple of days. How much is it? Then we got to put money over here. How much is going to happen? So it, was, it seemed like money was always a scarce issue. You know what I'm saying? It was never, uh, it was never an abundance, you know, in regards to talk about money or finances. And so uh, it, it took me, it took me mentally, you know, at least for the first three months. And again, the books is what helped me, right? Going to these real meetings, bro, man, I was scared, dude. You know what I'm saying? I felt so out of place. Number one, everybody didn't look like me. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm thinking about how I look. I'm thinking about how I talk. You know what I'm saying? All these things are playing into that. And um, and so I had to, I, soon enough, I, I, I got over that mentally. I became mentally more stronger and I started learning more. I think the more in my education I started to know about real estate, the more I could speak on it, the more confidence it gave me in these circles too as well, right? So I started to pick a lot of confidence up along the way. Um, uh, but yeah, I think uh, just understanding that I'm worthy and everybody else who's interested in getting inside of this business, if you're into something else now, you want to totally switch into real estate, you can it's just all mindset, knowing that you are worthy enough to achieve the greatest out there, that whatever it is you want to achieve at the end of the day. And so um, um, as far as doing like deals, you know, I was I was never really scared to uh, like talk to people. My thing was understanding what to say to see these people when I was on the phone with them, you know, to more so what problem or situation do you have and how can I solve that? So of course, when you're getting started and everything, it's exciting and a little scary at the same time because there's something brand new, right? And so I think just repetition over time of sticking around, educating myself, um, allowed me to overcome a lot of obstacles and barriers. So repetition and consistency, if I had to put it on two things, repetition, and consistency, developing that daily ritual, um, what has allowed me to overcome some obstacles, trials, or challenges, or what I may have even felt was a challenge, which really wasn't a challenge. It was just in my own head. So just, I guess the biggest thing is get out of your own head. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, because only you can hold yourself back. I like how you mentioned, um, you know, you, you said you weren't, you, you, you weren't afraid to talk to anybody but you didn't right. know what to say. I think I kind of experienced that same thing when I first started because, mm-hmm. you know, when I started, they, you know, home study courses and all that stuff. I mean, that stuff didn't exist. Like it probably existed, but I didn't know about it. So I'm really self-taught. Right. Mm-hmm. And my thing was, I was so, I was so focused on buying houses that I didn't care what the seller said. I wasn't afraid to talk to anybody. I was just trying to get them to sell me the house. Right. So I didn't know what I was saying at the time, but I was saying obviously the the right things to get them to sell me the house. And that's kind of how I developed into being able to talk to people. Now, before that, I was down on Wall Street for about a year and a half where I learned Mm -hmm. how to talk. I learned how to move my mouth when I speak. Oh, bro, that's great training. Right. That prepared you. Yeah. I only made like, I made, I was making like $250 every two weeks you know, as a cold caller on Wall Street. So then, you know, obviously cold calling transitioned into real estate, talking to people who was worth a hundred million dollars at the time, transitioned right. into, you know, talking to somebody who owns a house. You know, all of that training on Wall Street really helped me because uh, before Wall Street, man, I was lost myself. You know what I mean? But, you know, I- I'm saying all of that to say, you know, sometimes you just have to jump out the window and get it done. Most people are afraid to face these obstacles, right? But the object is to fail forward at the end of the day. You're going to fail. So you might as well get the failing part over with and start pushing, you know? And that's basically what it is, man. That's basically what you did as well, man. So I'm hearing a a similar similar story there. So let's provide Mm -hmm. our listeners with like a a, a three to five step process on how they could get started. I know you're focusing Mm -hmm. on Mm multi-units. You're also focusing on rebranding your wholesaling business? Where, where do you feel people should start 
right now? I tell you what, I think that um, wholesaling is probably the best way to get started in real estate. And the reason why I say that is because um, I've met a lot of investors uh, that have actually gotten started either fixing and flipping or buying and holding properties for cash flow and never really discovered the wholesale business model until some time they've been participating in their real estate afterwards, right? And so um, once those investors have now started to participate in wholesale and they see the benefits that actually come from it, like me, you know one very well, Chris Jefferson, bro, he was a developer. He fixed and flipped properties, wholesaling. I ain't got time for all that because he was so focused in on, but once he actually discovered wholesaling, guess what his main business model is now? wholesaling, right? And so I'd say that wholesaling is probably one of the best ways. It's the lowest barrier to entry into wholesaling. Mm -hmm. And and it teaches you how to how to work hard, right? Wholesalers are probably some of the hardest working professionals in the industry. I think it all essentially starts with the wholesaler being able to provide these opportunities for other investors in the market to capitalize on. Without the wholesaler, you know, where's where is that investor getting those deals from? You know what I'm saying? There's only a certain amount of deals right. or X amount of deals available in the marketplace. And so I think that wholesaling is probably one of the best ways. And a lot of people graduate from that and go on to stacking their cash and buy, you know, investing that into cash flow rental properties, which I think is the best thing to do. That's something that yep. I did not do early in my career that I regret now that I probably should have done early on in my career. Right. So don't just go get your money and you go out and spend it and you just keep enough costs for your marketing costs to keep the train rolling. Right. Be smart enough to now park that money into some cash flow producing properties. So that way, when things are not going as planned and, you know, market trends start to shift, now you're covered. You got your your guaranteed cash flow coming in and then whatever comes in after that, it's just like icing on the cake. Right. But the many people do generally start with wholesaling and then just kind of graduate into fixing, flipping, buying, holding, um, you know, buying and holding from single family properties. Now, some people transition into multifamily because they see the scalability in that. And so um, I would say, you know, if anything, if you're low on funds and you want a cost efficient way, you will need some money. We all say no money, no credit. Right. But you will need some money to actually get going with the business, you're not going to need any money to buy the house, right? And so you're going to need a few marketing dollars there. And I would highly advise if anyone um, to invest in a mentor, to invest in a coach, if you do have the monetary means to do so. Uh, it, you're literally going to cut your learning curve uh, down from uh, from you making all those mistakes that you would generally do on your own to you making probably no mistakes at all to, to you get into your first deal. And so uh, I know that you have a credible program and you've been working with students all across the country now. So if you guys have ever been interested in, in you know, getting involved with Jamel's program, and I'd say he's probably one of the best guys, experienced guys that knows this business, that knows what he's doing. He's not just out slanging information around. He's actually in the field doing it himself. Right. And so you generally want to get guidance from the person who's practicing what they're preaching to make sure that what they are preaching is relevant in today's times. And so. Um, yeah, man, wholesale and real estate, bro. Then just take it from there, right? But that's gonna that's gonna teach you about the business, it's gonna teach you about contracts and yeah. understanding the verbiage and contracts and legality-wise and how to close on dude, start wholesaling. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I I 100 percent agree with that, man. I believe wholesaling allows you uh it teaches you how to find problems uh that you can solve, right? And then I also think that wholesaling is a means to an end. So you can use wholesaling to build that capital up, like you say, to get those cash flowing properties, man. So I 100% agree with that, man. So if our listeners wanted to get started wholesaling, uh, what, what would be a three-step process that you would say uh, would be the easiest way for them to get to their first check? If we had easiest to put that in. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So check it out, right? In order for you to wholesale anything, you got to have product. 
to wholesale. So you got to either number one, depending on your budget, right? So let's talk about some, some cost, a cost efficient way, maybe a, a way that you got to spend some money, right? Get in your car, you fill up your gas tank. That's still going to cost you some money. You go to the area of town, right? Don't just get in your car and just start driving everywhere because you're going to faking properties may be few far and in between in those specific mm-hmm. areas or those sub markets that you're driving around in, inside of your market. So somehow, some way you want to locate where all the cash transactions, the most cash sale transactions are happening in your particular market. And that's generally going to be in areas, uh, you know, where properties may be, I know in the Southeast may be a hundred thousand or less or 150 or less, right? These are going to be in median to low income areas, households. Okay. And, and, and so you want to go to these areas, right? Without me fully knowing your market. And now you want to start taking down all these addresses, coming back, doing the homework, looking them up on a county property appraiser, right? Sending them letters out. Uh, or now we can get into what we call skip tracing, right? You can actually, if, you, if you're slack on time, if you're working a job and you can't necessarily get out there and drive for dollars every day, okay? But you have a couple bucks that you want to invest. Well, you can invest in marketing lists too as well, right? So uh, you can invest in lists and there's all different types of list providers out there that uh, you can go through uh, to reach out to absentee owners that, you know, who own properties that they don't live in. More than likely, those are landlords who are renting those properties out. You got vacant, free and clear lists that you can invest in. You got tax defaults, you got probates. Uh, you got uh, code, you got uh, evictions, uh, you got uh, code enforcement uh, and uh, liens uh, that you can start investing in. I mean, you got divorces, bankruptcy. I mean, dude, the lists go on and on and on. The key is with the list, you have to be very consistent. The one thing that I see most on Clubhouse lately, as you know, people are asking questions. Well, I mean, I've made 400, 500 dials today. And I didn't get a deal. Well, why do you think that you're supposed to get a deal after 500 dollars? Why did you paint that picture in your head? Right. So people are painting pictures in their head. Hey, well, if I make 500 dollars, that means I should get a deal. Well, you don't actually determine that. What you determine is you're just going to make the dials. That's (laughs) That's all. Right. And so you stay present right there in the moment making the dials. And so I'd say those are probably the most cost efficient ways to get started in this business. Oh, another way, make it more easier, hook up with wholesalers that are already experienced in your market, right? If you have buyers and you don't have inventory, which is usually the case in any given market, okay? Right now, especially, you can now network with these wholesalers to push their properties. That's that's very similar to what I did, too, as well, starting out. Right. I didn't necessarily know how to go direct to seller at the time. And so that's what I did. I had a huge buyer's list, but no inventory. So I hooked up with wholesalers in my particular market, used their inventory now to start marketing to my buyers, even if they didn't want it or not. But that's how I ended up transacting on a few deals as I started out, too, as well. And that didn't really cost me any time. Go to GoSection8.com, right? Online site. That's a landlord site. They have their houses there posted on that site for rent. You don't know what situation that landlord may be in. He may be a tired landlord. Reach out to the landlord. Hey, sir, my name is TJ or John Doe. I see you got a property at 1234 Main Street. I just want to reach out, see if you're interested in the all-cash offer. If he tells you no, that's okay. Guess what? Turn him into a buyer. He's already a buyer. He's a landlord. Okay, no problem. So let me ask you this. So you got quite a few properties here on the section8.com website. Are you searching for any more investment properties at this time? You can actually build your buyers list that way. And those are like free cost-efficient ways for you to just start getting acclimated with the business. You just want to start talking to folks. Yep. That's the biggest thing. Start talking to folks, man. But get acclimated, become immersed in the business. And it doesn't take a heck of a lot of money to do that. Man, everything you've mentioned from GoSection8.com to picking the hottest zip codes, I'm going to, you know, I got playlists for everything and I've done videos on all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to link it all in the description box. Fantastic, fantastic information. You just got all this free game on this podcast that you can literally take in order to be able to go out 
and get a deal. Uh, TJ talked about all these different lists, talk about different sites, talk about how you can get started from A to Z to getting your first paycheck in real estate. Now, obviously, we can't cover everything on a podcast, but if you want more information from TJ, how, how, how can they reach out to you, bro? Yeah, sure thing, man. You can usually catch me on IG. I'm dropping content there, and I'm not a big flashy guy. I'm just actually dropping content, very similar to what you're doing, showing people the game, the ins and outs of it. I think what's pretty cool, what I got going on right now, so I'm actually sharing my entire journey. Every day, the work that's going in, any little hiccups that I'm having throughout the day, the deals that I'm actually working on, how many dials I'm actually making every day. I'm documenting that through my IG story. So if you guys want to tap into that, that's at REI Geek Swag. That's at REI Geek Swag. You can tap into that. And that's going to help give you guys some inspiration and motivation because I'm showing you the good and the bad. I'm, I'm showing you when I'm getting declined on offers. I'm showing you when deals don't work out. I had a deal that I sent the offer on. And I actually thought that we're in the same ballpark range before I actually went to go see the property. I want to go get my eyes on the property. Again, I'm back getting fully immersed in it. Can I operate and not have to go see the property? Yeah, I, I, I can do that. But me, I'm getting myself fully immersed back in it. And I actually love it, bro. So I'm sharing that journey of the good and the bad, bro. So tap into my REI Geek Swag page, man. You guys will love it. And then um, we're on Clubhouse too. Follow me on Clubhouse. We got a room on Clubhouse called the Uncut Real Estate Club, where we talk about everything uncut in real estate. You may hear me drop a couple F-bombs. And then the next, within the next breath, you may hear me saying, God is all you need in your life. You know what I'm saying? And that's just who I am at the end of the day. So I'm a very transparent real guy. And uh, I don't have anything to hide. I put it all out there. So I'm definitely going to link everything in the description box below uh, so that you guys can get access to uh, TJ. Make sure you join him on Clubhouse too. He's been joining some of our rooms that we've been we've been doing on Clubhouse with the Real Estate Roundtable uh, uh, club that we have on, on uh, Clubhouse. Make sure you follow that as well. Uh, but in addition to that, uh, TJ's on, he's showing you his journey on Instagram. Make sure you guys follow that journey. This is real stuff. This is in the trenches, roll up your sleeves. Nobody else is doing this, right? So if you want to see the good along with the bad, I'm all about being real. And I like to deal with real folks. And TJ is definitely one of those guys. Um, TJ, you mentioned a lot of books during mm -hmm. the course of this uh, podcast, man. What, what would you say is your favorite book to help someone either with mindset or getting started in business. What are you reading right now? Man, that's a, that's a tough one, man. There's so many yeah. great books out there. Um, I'm reading this one book right now. It's called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff because it's all small stuff. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty dope book. And so like, how do we deal with change, you know, as things start to come into our life and change that we have no control over. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, the littlest things that we may just put too much effort into or stress about too much, it, it kind of breaks the philosophy that they've broke it down in, in that specific book is, is really good, man. And um, uh, in regards to my craft, kind of getting more, immersed in the creative owner finance because as you know like you said we're coming across all these leads these some of these deals not going to work out cash wise and so actually reading um a classic wendy Patton's uh subject to lease option book i, I read it uh, a few times in the past but now i'm going back through that book and um but yeah that's that's what i have going on reading wise right now man i i try to read at least a book a week Cool. And I figured out if I can read an hour a day, that usually conquers roughly maybe a 200 to 20, 225 page book, depending on how it's written. So I try to shoot for like a book a week, but, uh, and that keeps me well grounded. That keeps the fire lit. And um, it allows me to share with the people too, as well, what I've been able to consume. Cause like, if you keep it all in for yourself, you're just selfish. Yeah, definitely, man. hundred percent. And I, and I love that because that's something I, you know, I, I've been speaking on uh, recently, if you don't share what you're learning 
or if you don't get out there and take action, you're simply being selfish. Look at all the people you can help by just taking a small action. You can help homeowners, help yourself, help your family, help your circle, whoever, right? But you just got to stop being selfish and get out there and take action. Wendy's actually a, a pretty good friend of mine as well. She's good people. I'm going to link her book in the description box as well. Nice. So quick question, man. If you have to give our listeners some last words of advice mm-hmm. along their journey in real estate, what would that be? Take the first step. Uh, don't be afraid to challenge yourself and don't get caught up in just making the money. Um, you're going you're gonna to need a bigger why mm. than just the money. Because uh, once you start making the money, it, it just literally becomes like a, a, just your life. It's very normal, right? Money just starts to come in. But how do you keep yourself motivated to continue to get better every day? And so it's all about striving for progression, not perfection. Right. Your your goal every day is just to become one percent better every day, which means just take one step each day towards your goal. Right. You don't you're not going to be able to get there overnight. You can forget about that. Right. Jamel's been in this business 20 years, 20 plus years. I think the sooner you can accept that as an entrepreneur, period, regardless if you're a real estate or not but of course we're talking about real estate, then the better off you are, uh, the more you'll be able to enjoy the journey because the journey is going to turn you into a totally different person for the better before you actually get to your end goal. When you actually get to your end goal, that's just going to be sort of like the icing on the cake, but it's the person you're going to see yourself evolving (laughs) Along the way, of course, if this is something that you are 100% head over heels and you got a burning desire to do and you're passionate about, right? And so um, I think just take the first step, don't overcomplicate, don't overthink things and take action on what you know, on just what you know. I don't care what it is. If it's just, you know, you need to get in your car and drive around, then go do that, right? Because usually when you take the first step, now the other step is usually revealed to you. Mm-hmm. Or you start asking yourself questions. Well, what's next? Right. But don't sit there and try to line all the pieces up to the puzzle right away to where now when the answers don't come to you right away, you get frustrated. You stay stuck and you go nowhere. And so just take the first step and the next step will be revealed. <laughs> right. Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. Love it, man. Good stuff. And, you know, you, you mentioned something that was really important, man. Uh, you know, for me, my goals were different when I first started than they are now. Right. So life happens throughout your journey in real estate. You morph into a different person and you become stronger if you allow yourself to become stronger as time goes on. So you really have to you really have to get out there and take that first step. Like what TJ is saying, you have to take action in order to get the result. Because you start asking yourself different types of questions as well. If you're not taking action, the questions are different than when you are taking action, right? So you you start you start asking yourself um, questions that's going to get you to the next step versus questions that's going to keep you in the same spot, man. So great, great, great stuff, man. I love this call. I'm looking to get this out as quickly as possible. I know everybody's going to benefit from this, man. And yeah, um, man, I'm about to go crush it for the rest of the day, bro. I'm about to kill it now. Like, like this stuff is, it's actually great for me. It's actually great when you're the giver. The giver automatically receives back, receives back joy, excitement. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So like, it's just the thing. You go and do something nice for somebody, bro. That makes you feel good. It you does. know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that I'm like blessing your platform, anything, but just sharing my experiences reinforces to me exactly what I need to continue to do on an everyday basis as I'm sharing this stuff. So it's, it's, it's great for me. It's very therapeutic. So I appreciate you. I think you become a better investor when you become a better teacher, man. And that's exactly what we're experiencing right here, man. And I, I really appreciate having you on, on today's call. I knew this was going to be a, a fantastic call, man. You know, I, I reached out. Um, I've been reaching out to a lot of different people 
uh, to, mm-hmm. to be on this uh, platform. But there's, spe- there's specific people that I genuinely, genuinely really want on this particular platform to share uh, their knowledge. And you were definitely one of them that was on my bucket list, man. So I appreciate having you, man. And uh, looking forward to doing more calls just like this. You're a blessing to many people, man. You continue to be a blessing to many people, man. And that's why you're blessed today, man. Thank you so much, man. May God be with you and your family, bro. We're going to catch up sooner than later. For sure. We're going to chop it up, man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate that. And listen, if you guys haven't, um, if you haven't gotten what you needed out of this podcast, I want you to go back and listen to it again, because there were so many, so many little gems that were dropped. Some of them, uh, an experienced investor is going to pick it up. Some of them, a newbie is going to pick it up, but there were so many. So I really want you guys to go back and listen again and make sure you listen to it a couple of times because TJ really dropped some gems on this particular podcast. Make sure you check out all his links in the description box as well. Reach out to him. Make sure you follow him on Clubhouse, follow him on Instagram. And we look forward to seeing you guys real soon. We'll, we'll look forward to having TJ back sometime in the future as well. But I'll talk Absolutely, to you. bro. Absolutely. Maybe I'll come share where I'm at at that particular time, knowing where I'm at and everybody sees what's going on or whatever, man. So that'll be pretty cool too, man. Looking forward to it, bro. But listen, yeah. I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace. Check out my website at reieducationacademy.com. To make it easy, you can just simply go to jamelgibbs.com or check out my YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash jamelgibbs. I'm all over the web, whether it be on Facebook slash the Jamel Gibbs or on Instagram at Jamel Gibbs. I'm on LinkedIn as well. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Snapchat. Check out all of these platforms for daily content, weekly content, more content from Jamel Gibbs. But if you want to get more in depth, go to reieducationacademy.com. And that's how you can find out more about my training material and how you can get started investing in real estate today. Talk to you later.